You're listening to the Fire Pit Podcast, conversations between father and son. My name is Ryan, and I'm the son. My name is Wayne, and I'm the dad, father. Father. Uh, Today, we're talking about facing adversity. So first question will be, what are types of adversity? Well, speaking of adversity, uh, well, there's different types, obviously. We all go through hard times. Sometimes they're short times. Sometimes they're long times. And uh, I tend to focus more these days on versions of hard times because those are the things that eat away at you and and cause you the, the greatest times of testing. Um, a recent thing for me is... Uh, my company is doing some layoffs at this point uh, during this time here in 2020 where we've been having this worldwide pandemic. Obviously, it's hurting a lot of companies. A lot of companies are trying to hang in there, but they're not doing so well. And there's the cutting back of all kinds of different things in order to manage their resources and one of those of course is the people so we just lost a bunch of people where i work um not me i'm still working but we've been told that if things continue and don't get better then i will be uh, on the street as well this has happened a number of times in my life so it's nothing new to me i've been laid off numerous times um I actually got fired once that I oh, recall. Wow. Yeah, that was way back when I was younger, young and dumb. And uh, <laughs> was it a was it a surprise? Uh, it was a surprise to me. I was just in my early twenties, and it was a bad fit for me anyway. It was a, a a manual labor type of a job, and I'm not really good with my hands, so. I wasn't very fast, and it turns out that my, you know, they didn't care for my efforts because they weren't fast enough. And oh well, there it goes. Uh, But I would say that uh, this current time, it doesn't bother me necessarily. There's a number of reasons for that. One of them is is that, like I said, I've been I've been here before. This has happened before. I kind of knew that things were going to start to happen, and. And if it uh, if I do eventually get laid off, it it won't be, you know, number whatever uh, times that that it's happened. Uh, I think that when I think of times that are extended, now I, the last time this has happened this happened to me, I was working for an oil and gas company. If anybody knows anything about oil and gas, it's been kind of an up and down industry, and um, we had a a downturn and I was one of many that lost their jobs. Uh, that was difficult. The um, difficulty really came in, in in how long it took to find another job. There was a six month period where I went through the, the unemployment, uh, um, you know, thing where you have to call and record who you've contacted and you this was a daily routine where you look at the papers and make the calls and everything and that went on and on and on and on and 
you know, we can all last fairly well in a short period, but when it gets to be month after month after month with nothing, that really chips away at your self-confidence. Um, you tend to get overly focused on it. And even when you're not actually looking for a job, you find yourself kind of consumed by it. You, you almost have to treat it like a job. Looking for a job has to be a job in itself where you clock in and you clock out and you don't allow yourself to think about it after you've clocked out. That's mm -hmm. tough, but um, it, I think it's really important. So that um, when we think about adversity, like I said, it, it comes in all shapes and sizes. We all can weather the short term adversities, you know, fairly well, but it's those long extended times when things aren't looking good and there's no light at the end of the tunnel that um, has a an eroding effect on our mental that's that's that can be devastating no that's a good point um i was also laid off um in the past uh, the job i have now is is going well so there's not any fear of that yet um but oil and gas can be a lot of up and down. So that's where I was laid off uh, before. The funny thing, in, in retrospect, it wasn't funny at the time. Um, I got a call from my boss, and I had been toying with the idea, only with myself, with no one else that actually had any power to make this happen. But I was working as a contractor. So I was like, hmm, if they ask me to go full time, I'm definitely going to say yes. This is a great opportunity for me. So I got the I got a phone call from my boss, and she didn't call very often. And so I answered it uh, very enthusiastically, like, how are you? How, how's everything going? Because I was like, this is going to, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And she's like, um, we're really sorry to tell you this, but the entire department's getting cut. Uh, so you have like three weeks. And so, so it made it even worse because it was exact opposite. This wasn't even a thought in my mind that it could occur. So I, uh, she let me work from home for the remainder of the time so I didn't have to drive so far. Uh, and I had more opportunity to go to interviews and, and stuff like that. The, the thing that I noticed immediately for me is that you can have this perspective of yourself uh, what you bring to the table, your intelligence level. Um, and a situation like that just bashes it against the rocks. Like, like I went from feeling very good at what I did um, to just questioning everything of, you know, do I even deserve to make money or this much money or am I really even talented when I'm stacked up against all these other guys that are you know looking for jobs and mm -hmm. you it really preys on your mind with how you view yourself or at least for me it did and so I I went through the, like this I, I wouldn't want to say like depression because it's not like clinical depression but like this little micro time of really questioning yourself um, and looking back on it, it was a good thing um, to look at myself under the magnifying glass 
of looking at where I could improve or where my shortcomings were. It's just the circumstance by which I did it or how it came about was kind of, it rocks you hard. Uh, I think it rocks you pretty hard, especially as like a guy um, from like the provider perspective of me wanting to provide for my wife and then feeling inadequate and feeling, and, and honestly, it boils down to like feeling rejected. Like mm-hmm. out of everybody, you picked me as expendable and it, it that it almost hurts your, it hurts your feelings. It, I mean, if I'm being honest, I, I really thought like, because when I got hired, they were like, wow, we got this great hire. He's so amazing. And when you get laid off, you're like, but guys, what about when I was so awesome? But it's just, and with time, uh, I bounced back and was able to find another position in oil and gas again, which was another situation because after you get laid off from oil and gas, like going back into oil and gas again, when the market's still kind of down, makes you very wary, or at least for me it did. Um, sure. But also it made me, the positive was, it made me very grateful for employment, and it gave me a new perspective of not everything is permanent, and that includes your paycheck. And so that was kind of an eye-opener for myself. Um, and a humbling experience. Yeah, that's, that's good. And one of the things I think I picked up out of that, and, and again, you could just cross over to other things, not just in your vocational ups and downs, but just uh, there's a lot of things, especially like this year with the uh, pandemic. A lot of people have been hurting for a long period of time. Some people have lost loved ones. Others are are just, uh, when is this going to be over? You know, and so there's this lengthy thing that's going on. But when I look at it, I find myself thinking, you know, we're kind of spoiled when it comes to what we expect. We, we really do think that we have control over a lot more than we actually do. Mm-hmm. And when, we, when things are going well, we're kind of clueless as far as really uh, why things are going well. We're just, we're enjoying it. And we may, we may think that we had a lot to do with it more than we actually did. But when things get bad, when the supports get yanked out from underneath you and and you begin to see that, whoops, uh, what I did before isn't pulling me out of this slump. It isn't fixing things. I'm, I'm not able to control this. And all of a sudden you are kind of reeling, looking back, you know, back and forth, trying to figure out what do I do now? How do I uh, proceed with this? That's actually a good place to be every once in a while, because it really does wake you up to how much you don't actually have control over. Um, That's not to say that there's a lot of things that you don't influence by your your effort and and, um, the time you you know, study in school or you learn a trade or you work hard at being consistent and developing a good work ethic. Those are all good things and you do have control over those things. But ultimately, somebody saying, yes, come on, come to work for me or you've been good about taking good care of your health, therefore uh, you're not going to get cancer or heart disease. We know that yeah, that's 
most likely you won't, but there's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. And I think that really rocks, as you say, rocks a person's world when they realize that I was doing all the right things. And for some reason or other, my life isn't turning out exactly the way I thought it would here and here and here. And I'm not really sure what to do about that. Uh, one of the things. Go ahead. Right. Well, I was going to add to that of saying there's been so many times in my life where things have gone well and it's very easy to attribute it to what I did when in actuality that may not be the case at all. Of course, when it goes bad, I mean, then that's when I look at it to say, oh my gosh, is this my, was this even, is this my fault? At first, I think it's all my fault, but um, that's a good, that's a good point because when things are going well, um, to have a good perspective of what is your contribution to this and what is um, something outside of your control. And, and it really, quite frankly, that it's the times of those adversities in your life that you really do the most growing. We don't do a whole lot of growing when everything is going well. But when things get hard and we have to get creative and we have to dig down deep inside of ourselves and we have to get on our knees and pray and ask for God's help and direction on things. Uh, that's when it's when you really, really get tested on that. You know, going back to this, when I was laid off for six months, at the same time, your mother had lost her job. And so we were both home looking for work. And one of the things that we did was we would get out and take a walk together and we have a little prayer time together and, and uh, asking God for some guidance and some wisdom. And, and that was really, really good. But one of the things that you don't, you don't think about, and, and this is kind of, I guess I need to say this the right way. It's almost, what do you don't, what do you think? You're always thinking about something, no matter what. And matter of fact, your mind is going all the time on something and some of it you choose to think about some of it you don't choose to think about but when times are hard when times are bad the temptation is to dwell too much on the negative too much on the stuff that really is going to destroy you and so getting a hold of that mental and realizing that i need to choose to think on the things that are good now the bible talks about that too think on those things which are good and lovely and honorable um, dwelling, meditating on the things that are worthy of being thought about, good things. Um, and from just a mental health standpoint, that's incredibly important because quite frankly, the, there's a lot of negative people out there. And if they were only able to see a, a recording or a video of what's going on in their mind most of the time, it's no, no question where all that negativity is coming from, and it's really hurting them. Uh, so getting hold of the mind, re- realizing that it's really important to think on those things that will keep you where you need to be in your thoughts. Uh, I do that a lot with just uh, Bible verses that, that I memorize, and I think about them. It's amazing uh, the impact that that has on just keeping my mind positive. Well, and it's hard because especially in society, I think that we're very conditioned into 
concentrating on negative or anything that's like shocking. And and for me, when I was younger, I found myself very caught up in worrying about everything. So I'd worry about all these things in my life. And, and then as I got older or I became more mature, I'll put it that way, I started concentrating on, okay, what is this a situation that I can control? That's a big one for me because mm-hmm. if I can't control it, you know, I'm getting upset because the wind goes left and then right. Like I, I don't control the wind. So it, it's nonsense to, but, but emotionally you're invested because it's, it's affecting me. So for me, a really good example is for years and years, I was scared of the dentist. So I didn't go naturally because that of course makes sense. Um, until, one day, you know, I saw like a black spot on my tooth and I thought, oh, no, I have to have it extracted. Obviously, it's an abscess or it's going to contribute to an abscess and I'll probably die. So I go to the dentist, you know, and I explain everything to him. And in retrospect, it's probably really funny for him to listen to this guy like, oh, really? Tell Do tell. Do tell me more what's happening with your molar. Uh, you're not a dentist. You have no idea what you're talking about. But the fear is talking. And so in any other circumstance, I wouldn't go up to a scientist and try to school him on science. That's his expertise, right? That doesn't even make sense. But mm-hmm. when I'm fear, when I'm very fearful, I'm, that's my reaction. So with time, I learned, okay, you're not a dentist. So why are you worrying about dental things? So then I go to the dentist. He handles all the dental things. I don't worry about it. The only thing I need to worry about is like getting to my appointment on time. If something hurts, go and ask, but don't, don't speculate what it could be. And that's something that's been very big for me in my life because otherwise I worried about all these things all the time and the worry and the negativity really, um, breaks you down for me. It breaks me down mentally to where I'm completely catatonic and I can't even, I can't move. I can't do anything, not physically, but mentally, I just can't get over it. Um, right. So I've had to learn to that question of, can I control this? Can I not control this has really helped me. Um, the thing that I was saying, I know that some, we've touched a lot on the negative stuff. So I kind of wanted to wrap up with um, what are steps that you can take uh, from a self care perspective in light of everything that's going on? Are, are there steps that you have taken? Are there things you're going to do? Are there things that you have suggestions for that you did and have a good um, idea about? Yeah. Well, I think one thing for sure is limit your uh, intake of the news these days. I, I was watching that. some of the mo- news the other day and I was, I was thinking, wow, is one killing after another one, you know, bad thing right after the another and i thought you know um i realized that that stuff is happening but yeah when i think about you know I, i'm probably not going back far enough but if you go back a hundred years or, or further back when people weren't as aware of what was going on in other cities or other parts of the world because we just you know we weren't we didn't have the ability to communicate that stuff to folks. Uh, that's a good thing because you're not 
you're not going to be able to do anything about it anyway. Why is it so important that you know that there's people being killed over in some country, you know, halfway around the world, or even in a city that's far off from you? Um, and asking yourself, how much news do I really need to be taking in? And of course, obviously doing a little bit of a self-observing how it's impacting you when you do hear about these things. Um, and I've had to I've had to scale back in it. I find it's kind of interesting to watch it sometimes, but then I have to be careful because after so much of it, I do find myself getting negative again about mm -hmm. stuff and it's impacting the way I look at certain people. Uh, right now we're, we're at a point in our country where the, the issue of racial tension is, is really at a, at a peak. And uh, if we're not careful, you may not have been racist before, but you may become racist now just because you're, you're watching certain things and your mind is looking at it and thinking things that aren't good. And mm -hmm. you really need to back away from that. Um, because it, it's negatively impacting you, of course. Do you notice, um, for me, I only catch like the headlines, so I won't, um, I don't sit and watch the news. It never really helped me with anything. I never got done watching the news and was like, wow, I'm really glad I saw that. So um, do you notice, well, let me compare it this way. So I don't drink uh, soda anymore. So when I go and drink a Coke, it tastes super, super sweet. But when mm -hmm. I'm drinking Coke all the time, when I was in the past, it became normal. So do you notice that when you go away from the news for a long time and then when you come back and watch it, do you, do you notice all those things that they're trying to do to try to, like, stir things up? Or You know what? You know what comes to my mind as you're saying that? And you remember well when... You, you and your sisters were younger, and I turned the TV off. Actually, I, I cut the cords to it. I said, we're not watching TV until further notice. And we went for probably close to a year without any TV. And in the process, you kids learned how to play with one another, and you, didn't, uh, you weren't spending, obviously, any time sitting in front of the boob tube and watching cartoons and everything else. Not that they were all that bad, but it really helped you to cultivate some other things in your life that were really good. One of the things that has helped me in doing something like that, if I, I do it like what I would call a fast from not just the news, but maybe certain types of things on that aren't necessarily bad, but they tend to cause problems for you, like watching violent movies or, or things like that. Uh, then when you go back after you've been away from that for a while, you really pick up on stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've always had an, a, a, a knee-jerk negative reaction when I hear the F word mm -hmm. um, because I didn't grow up hearing that word. And when I first began to hear that in the, when I went into the military, I just I, I didn't know what to do with that. It would just really, really bother me. When I see it happening more and more in the movies and things like that, I still have an aversion to it. But I recognize, kind of like what you're saying, that what happens if you're not careful is you get this desensitization that takes place where it doesn't seem to bother you anymore. Mm -hmm. And is that a good thing? Maybe not. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that would I think that definitely happens within news media outlets. Um, yeah. With regard to this many people got killed today, whereas in the past I think we would have been more horrified, and I think now it's more like oh when I mean that's definitely a huge issue and a huge thing that you should be concerned about. But I think when you, when we're so on edge all the time, um, it doesn't The end help. of the world is coming. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and so for me, like in steps for self-care, I, um, it's not that I don't watch the news at all. I pay attention to important things that are pertinent to me. Um, news that's happening like in Germany isn't pertinent to me so why would i be you know all caught up in it so i really concentrate on that um i concentrate on reading um the act of reading for me uh it's so much more involved as opposed to me watching tv so like Mm -hmm. reading i have to read it i have to comprehend it i have to digest it i have to ponder it like that's been really impacting for myself um like you notice when you're like reading something, you read it too fast. You have to go back and reread it because you didn't really get it. Like you read the words, but you didn't really like process it. So I do that a lot for self-care. Um, uh, taking a break. Uh, I'm a very uh, not. I work very hard, um, and I'm a problem solver. So that's like what I do for work too. So like if the pro- if there's a really big problem, like that'll you know that could be bad for me because I'll sit there and hammer at it forever when take a break, collect your thoughts, like taking those breaks, um, taking a walk outside, going outside, uh, those types of things that I would logically think of as a waste of time become crucial for solving problems. Um, and one of those problems solving now is like, what do you do within in light of the pandemic? Um, for myself, since I work from home, it's not a huge change since I kind of like I have to go outside. I have to consciously like push myself to go outside. That's just me. I mean, I just feel bad for like the sales guys and stuff like that that are going crazy in their houses. Um, sure. So for me, that 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 would be the step. Uh, the reading, the the podcast, us talking, like having those relationships in your life. Um, yeah. Did you want to add anything I, else I, as I, far as that? I would just add one other thing, and that is laughter. Mm. Uh, if if it's been a long time since you really laughed till you just cried, um, it's been too long. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing things that uh, cultivate the sense of humor, the, 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 the laughter, that is so healthy um, for all of us to be able to just really laugh at things and not take everything so doggone seriously. So th- I, would, I would add that to, to your self-care. It's just do things that, not are just, aren't, that are fun, yes, but also things that will make you laugh. Mm-hmm. And uh, about good things, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. No, I like that a lot. Uh, like, I'll watch certain shows. Some shows are too heavy for whatever mood I'm in. There's some shows I'll get into, and I'm like, whoa, this is way too much. I need something, like, light and airy that I don't have to think about. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's great. Uh, that I mean, for for me, that's uh, that's definitely crucial as well. Yep. But did you want to end with anything else? Uh, and I I would just say that um, we all need what you all need to maintain hope. And when things get very extended, as we were talking about earlier, extended adversity, that tendency to lose hope, you don't, you have to know how important it is to maintain hope. Um, my hope, uh, your mom's hope, we hope in God, we, we pray, we, we talk about things that we read from the Bible. We know, uh, that our relationship with him is, is, is solid. That gives us a lot of hope, even though things can be bad. So maintain that sense of hope. That's a good point. That's very important. Well, that's all I have. Okay. All right. We'll see Sounds you next good. week. All righty. Thanks. Bye. Come back.